Hello, I'm Chloe Veltman and this is Voicebox, your weekly guide on public radio and podcast to the art of the human voice and the best of the vocal music scene. Most of us think of going to the movies as a passive experience. We take our seats with our big buckets of popcorn and stare quietly at the big screen. But if you attend a cinema like the Castro Theatre in San Francisco, especially during the holiday season, movie going becomes a much more active way to spend a few hours. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. If you've just joined us, welcome. This is Voicebox and I'm Chloe Veltman. Voicebox podcasts can be downloaded for free from iTunes or by visiting the Voicebox website at www.voicebox-media.org. And don't forget you can hook up with us on Twitter. Our handle name is at voicebox underscore media. That carousing we just heard was captured by roving voice box reporters Seth and Molly Samuel at a recent sing-along performance of The Little Mermaid at the Castro Movie Theatre in San Francisco. The Castro Theatre is one of many cinemas in the US that regularly hosts sing-along movies. It's hard to find much information about this up-and-coming cinematic genre online, but sing-along versions of favourite musical films like The Sound of Music, The Rocky Horror Picture Show and The Little Mermaid are extremely popular these days. 18,000 people attended a sellout performance of the sing-along Sound of Music at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles in 2001. That phenomenon has been repeated a number of times since then. And New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, Seattle and Boston regularly host successful sing-along events. A manager at the Castro Theatre recently told me that the sing-along Sound of Music events are among the Castro's most highly attended in-house programmes of the whole year. Between 900 and 1,000 people turned up each night during a recent 10-day run of the sing-along Sound of Music at the theatre. It's very impressive. So to tell us more about the sing-along movie experience, I'm lucky to have in the studio with me Laurie Bushman, who hosts the sing-along events at the Castro. Hi, Laurie. Thanks for being here with me this evening. Thanks for having me, Chloe. So what exactly is a sing-along movie, Laurie? Can you define, define the term for us, please? Well, I would define it as, um, well, a movie that has the words on the screen for all the songs and people are invited to come and invited and encouraged, in fact, to sing along to all the songs. Um, usually when we have a sing-along movie, we also have um, like a gift bag that they get. So it's not just um, not just the singing along, but it's also um, participating in the movie in other ways, you know, like waving fabric at Maria in The Sound of Music. Fabric? To re- fabric Why? to remind her um, so sh- to um, make play clothes out of the curtains for the oh, children. Okay, so okay. Um, 
she, you know, so you're like queuing and really participating in the movie in a different way than you do normally. Okay, and people are getting dressed up quite a lot too. Oh, yeah, people do get dressed up. We have a costume contest, usually. Some films lend themselves more to costumes and playing along than other films, because even some musicals aren't, you know, necessarily so um, celebratory. Okay, so what makes a movie sing-along experience so special and different, in your opinion? Why does the world need this odd form of entertainment, and why do people seem to like it so much? Well, I think that um, people like it because they can come and participate in a way that doesn't necessarily put them in the spotlight. They're sitting in the dark and with, you know, maybe a thousand other people, and they can um, express themselves singing. Maybe in their lives they don't think they're a very good singer. They just enjoy singing. Um, but if they come to a sing-along movie, they can just sing along and, and participate in that way. Yeah, so it's a very sort of unif- universal kind of experience, do you think? I think so. I think that um, I think that people, I mean, when people come into the theater, it's like, it's almost like they're going to an amusement park. You know, it's that kind of level of excitement where they're really, um, you know, they're exciting because they, you know, it's different. They they're not just going to come and sit and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. They're really going to be in the movie. And usually it's one of their favorite movies. So, you know, they're even that much more excited. So sing-alongs happen year round, right? But yes. they seem particularly popular during the holiday season. Um, and beyond the film sing-alongs that have become trendy in the last 10 years or so, there's the famous sing-along messiahs that classical music fans have been flocking to for decades. Um, do you see the same the same interest in the sing-along messiahs as there is for the films? I mean, do you think it's a, it, t- these two different things are tapping into different aspects of people's desires? Or is it, does it come from the same impulse? I think it probably does come from the same impulse. I mean, they might be um, different people. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, how many kids go to the Sing Along Messiah, for instance, oh, where yeah. we, you know, at the, like, for instance, at the Sound of Music, there's lots of children, lots of, you know, the whole family will come. I think perhaps the Messiah is a little bit probably geared to a more older audience. Right. Would you say that of the audiences that come to the Sing Alongs, which is very diverse, are most of the people who are coming, would you say they're used to singing in public or singing at all? The majority? of them or most of them closet singers as you I think most to of them are probably closet singers really um, they it's like an outlet that like the excitement that they're bringing to you know they're not doing a show they're coming to sit and watch a movie yeah. but they but they have that level of excitement when they come in because I think for some of them it is like doing a show it's it's yeah. as close as they might ever get yeah and I guess also times have changed a lot I mean gone are the days when people used to just be able to stand around the piano and and sing with their families? Well, it's different because of television and media and Mm -hmm. and people are, you know, I think just in general, a lot more separate. You know, people Mm -hmm. come home and the kids are on their Game Boys, the parents are watching TV, you know, everyone is pretty separate a lot of the time. And and it isn't the same as, you know, where everyone in the family may have known an instrument. I mean, People used to, you know, everyone played an instrument, got together and sang as a family. Mm-hmm. And and people really don't do that as much anymore. I mean, I know there are some families who do that, but I think this is a way that people see to bring their family together in a sense and, and enjoy something that they can all do together, too, which is unique. Silly bones, so, so, so. 
You're tuned into Voice Box. I'm Chloe Veltman. Don't forget, you can download our free weekly podcasts on iTunes. Search for KALW Voice Box. I'm in the studio with Laurie Bushman, the illustrious host of the sing-along movies that play regularly at the Castro Theatre in San Francisco and that are particularly popular during the holiday period. So yes, the world has changed quite a bit since the days when families would gather around the piano to sing songs. I had to dig pretty deep on YouTube to find even one example of this activity in the modern age. I just played a snippet of pretty much the only modern day recorded footage I could find. It's a family singing around a piano, the Glazer family, and they're singing a Hanukkah song. So Laurie, what is it exactly that you do as the host of a sing-along movie event? Um, well, the first thing we do is give out, usually we give out gift bags to the people with props for the movie, whatever the movie is that they can use. Um, then we always start off our show by having a costume contest, if there is going to be one. Usually we separate the children from the adults because it just seems nicer to let all the children be winners and not really, you know, judge them on their <laughs> costumes because I don't want to see any children crying, you know. I think their parents would be the ones that would be crying more than the kids <laughs> in some ways, yeah. you know. We don't want to start off the experience by upsetting kids, you know. So, you know, it's really, I, and that's one of my favorite parts really mm -hmm. is like giving each of the kids like their moment to be on stage and, uh -huh. you know, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. And then we have a contest for the adults and we will go through all the different things. I mean, usually we'll watch the movie a few times before and um, just figure out when are the moments that, you know, usually things that repeat often throughout the movie. Motifs, so that, you mean? Exactly. So whenever this happens, you know, whenever you see this person, you can boo or cheer. Or we give di people different cues and things that they can do. And then we'll go through the... Um, through the things in the bag and tell them, you know, what to do with each thing and what the cues are for those. And we usually do a, a song. We'll start, we'll do a vocal warm up with mm -hmm. one of the songs like from the film. Like a practice song. Exactly. Yeah. And um, that's pretty much it. And then, you know, they just go. So the lights go down, the movie starts. Yeah. And then what do you do? Uh, well, usually I leave. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'll sit and watch the movie, but like, for instance, you know, we just did 15 shows of The Sound of Music and I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love that movie. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I, I think I watched it one time. <laughs> Well, this last run. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So how, <laughs> how did you come to get this fantastic gig? What's the career trajectory for a sing-along movie maven? I know, right? It's, um, uh, well, I was very fortunate to, um, when the, the first time the Castro Theater had the Sound of Music, it was the very first sing-along. When was that? Um, that was in 2002. Mm -hmm. 2002. Um, I was acquainted with uh, the producer of that event, um, and I was actually, because he knew my fondness for The Sound of Music, and I had actually just had my birthday that year, and even had, I had a Sound of Music-themed birthday where mm -hmm. people, I encouraged people to come dressed up from the movie, and so he knew about that, and he had actually already hired other hosts, but he... Um, asked me to be an understudy mm -hmm. for that. And it just happened that one of the hosts um, of that event 
um, had some trouble. Her cat got sick, and mm. actually, and so she had to miss a lot of those shows. And I ended up doing most of those shows, mm-hmm. and just from there, it just sort of snowballed. And they kept asking me to come back. Mm-hmm. So, so now you pretty much do all of the sing-alongs. I have done all of them. Yeah. Okay. No, but. But what else? So what is it about what you've been doing up until getting hooked up with a Castro that has put you in the put right me in that position? position. Um, well, living right. <laughs> just, <laughs> just kidding. Um, well, I'm an actor and I, you know, I've been an actor and a singer and a stand up comedian um, for many years here mm-hmm. in the Bay Area. So I, I've done a lot of musical theater. I know a lot of people um, through that. Um, so I've done a lot of different kind of hosting of shows. In fact, I teach children um, in an after school program. Like my job is I'm the cabaret teacher. Oh. So and you know, I'm actually teaching kids how to do that too every uh-huh. day. So that's that's pretty much my experience in it. to Voicebox with Chloe Veltman. I'm in the studio with Laurie Bushman, the MC of many sing-along movie events in San Francisco. And that, of course, was The Hills Are Alive with The Sound of Music, performed by the one and only Julie Andrews. It's one of the most quintessential sing-along movie songs. Laurie, it was interesting you, when we were listening to that just now. You said it was wonderful to hear the song without everyone shouting and screaming above well. it. It's different, anyway. <laughs> so, you know, it's nice to hear Julie just singing. Just hear sometimes. her voice sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can appreciate that. She has such an amazing voice, and her diction is so clear. Beautiful. So, can you describe the feeling in the house when the lights go down and people first hear this song and see Julie spinning on that mountain top? It's so. It's hard to describe because it's just like, it's like almost palpable. You can feel the excitement and everyone is, you know, it's everything, you know, we've already been there for a half an hour and everything leading up to it is just leading up. It feels like it's leading up to this one moment. And I mean, even though almost everyone there has seen it before, it's as if they're seeing it for the first time. Yeah. Even though they, you know, everyone knows what's going to happen. It's just... It's just a, an excitement and it's like, you know, it's like they're, everyone's looking and looking and looking and then finally you just see her as a speck on the screen and the, the house just erupts. People just start screaming and it's, it's great. I love it. So, but before that, we come mm-hmm. to that and, and, uh, and, and the screen, the, the lights go down and, and on comes the film. There's a lot that's going on and we discussed some of that before. I'm curious about the warm-ups that you're doing with the audience, though. Can you tell us a little bit about how you get people primed and ready to sing? Well, um, you know... Like I said, most of the people when I mean, the people when they come, they're so jazzed already. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost it's sometimes it's almost uh, 
the, the other way around. Like, it's hard to get them to uh, focus, right? Uh, you know, to, to be quiet and focus on what you're telling them. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes it's a little difficult. I mean, especially it's a thousand people. Mm. So, um, I mean, I'm always amazed at the moments when we're up there and, and, and you know, giving instructions like when it gets quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, it's it that's that's powerful, too, mm-hmm. with that many people. Those quiet mm-hmm. moments, is, you know, especially when you contrast it to when everyone is singing. So I'm, I'm asking about the warm ups. The warm up. Kind of oh, as far as the singing. Yeah. Well, um, usually we have to try and pick a song that people know the words to because, you know, of course, the words are on the screen for the movie. But when we're doing the warm up, we, we don't have the advantage of that. So we usually try to pick a song that, you know, that people will know the words to. I mean, for The Sound of Music, we do Doe a Deer. I mean, everyone knows Doe right. Me. So Doe a deer, a female deer, Ray a drop of golden sun. Me, a name I call myself, far, a long, long way to run. So, a needle pulling thread, la, a note to follow so. Tea, a drink with jam and bread, that will bring us back to dough. Oh, 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 a dear. Um. And, and and we're fortunate enough to have the organist mm-hmm. at the Castro with the you know the beautiful organ and so usually the the organist will play with us for the for the intro for the so that yeah okay. that that helps and you don't do any other warm-ups just the song well we do we'll do a song or two songs mm-hmm. um, and we also um, yeah we make we have the people go through a lot of different things actually for you know um, we warm them up with different actions that mm-hmm. they can do during the movie mm-hmm. um, to, to make it you know, a little bit more than just singing. So it's a, it's a, even a, a physical experience. It's like, okay, when the wedding comes, everyone's going to stand up, you oh, know, and, and things like that. So that I think help to, um, sort of bind the audience together it's like they're you know they're not just singing but they're actually you know physically doing things you know waving their arms when the hills are alive and things like that what do you do about reluctant people who've been dragged along and don't maybe they don't like to sing maybe they don't like the film but they're there with this spouse or the kids uh is there anything you can do to help those people come out of their shells a little bit and and sing and join in well it's a little bit less about um what i do or Mm -hmm. what we do as the hosts usually what i see is that it's it's the experience itself kind of melts those people for the most part i mean i'll see people i mean almost everyone is so happy to when they're coming in the doors but you do see people who look you know pretty grumpy about it and you hand them the bag and they're like oh is this a barf bag Hmm. you know which i'm you know I try not to be offended because, you know, it's Sound of Music is my favorite movie. But Very rude of them. But I think that, I mean, I've had friends who tell me with different sing-alongs, you know, that, that very same thing. It's like, oh, I came with my boyfriend and I really didn't, you know, I'm not an ABBA fan, whatever, you know, because we've done Mamma Mia yeah. as, as a sing-along. Um, and ended up having the very best time. Like... Uh, you know, an amazing time would come back again and again. So, I mean, I think sometimes just that, 
you know, if people can allow themselves to let go a little bit, mm-hmm. that it's just it's there for the taking. But it's it's hard not to let go. I mean, when you're surrounded with so much energy in the room, I mean, it's the crowd that drives the song. I think exactly. When, at least the times I've been there, I don't think it's would be. I think it would be very difficult just to sit there with your arms crossed and a sour look on your face. Really. I, I know. I, I it's practically impossible. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So. What is your definition of a successful sing-along performance? When the people come out Mm -hmm. and like to see the people, you know, when they're like dancing out of the theater Mm -hmm. is, uh, I mean, that to me like shows that they, you know, they're like they're taking their joy that they experienced, you know, out into the world. And I, I love that. That's who could ask for more. tuned into Voicebox. I'm Chloe Veltman. Voicebox is available as a free weekly podcast on iTunes. Look for the show under the search term KALW Voicebox. And please share your thoughts with us via Twitter. You can reach us easily at at voicebox underscore media. Tonight we're talking sing-along movies with Laurie Bushman, a performer and the host of the sing-along movie events at San Francisco's famous Castro Theatre. The Sound of Music, Laurie a film that's very close to your heart. What makes that film in particular such a compelling sing-along film? Well, I think the the main thing is that it's something that people people grew up with. A lot of people grew up with that film. Um, It's also, it, it speaks to older people as well as children. It's something that the whole family can come to and enjoy, you you know, from the grandparents to, you know, the little tiny children. I mean, three-year-old children love that movie, mm-hmm. um, at least the first part. It's kind of long, but... Are they getting to watch it, do you think, at home on DVD? Are their parents playing it? Or how are they, how are they getting I to think they watch probably, it? I mean, I think most people see it on DVD. I mean, it doesn't play on a big screen very, very often. often. Right. Um, I mean... One of the only, I actually remember, I mean, this was probably 20 years ago when I don't know if it was a re-release or, but I went with a bunch of my friends to a theater and it wasn't a Mm sing-along, but, um, you know, there weren't many people there and Mm -hmm. we did end up just singing along to the movie, but I don't, (laughs) I don't think that most people, um, you know, get that experience or used to seeing it at home. So, I mean, that's even, you know, that even adds to the experience of Mm -hmm. coming and seeing it on the big screen, you know, and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me that a regular movie screening of The Sound of Music would be thinly attended, but then you throw in some goodie bags and a costume contest and the opportunity to sing along without perhaps feeling embarrassed about it, and suddenly it's a huge blockbuster event. What's that about? Right. Well, I think it just makes it... um that much more special and yeah. and and also I, I think it's really good for people um, with children because I know a lot of people that I've talked to 
they, you know, it may have be the first movie that their kids ever even go to the movie theater to see. And it's, and I think they can relax a little bit knowing that it's not like the children don't have to sit there and be quiet the whole yeah. time. Oh, it, yeah. It's easier, you know, that there's going to be noise and there, you know, it, it's a little bit more, you know, people will be moving around and, and, and responding to the mm-hmm. movie, and so it, it's a it's a little bit easier on them to know that they don't have to keep their kids quiet. And what about the songs? I mean, these are magnificent songs. Yeah. Um, can you t- talk about perhaps what it is about the quality of these songs that makes them so singable and easy to remember? Well, you know, of there, you know, there's Do Re Mi, which is you know the first song that many children you know learn, even yeah. you know still today, um, and. Well, hmm, you know, I I mean, also because it's the children singing a lot. Yeah. So the songs are a little simpler. You know, they're not they're not um, very complicated songs where sometimes even um, we've done sing along Mary Poppins. And I never realized how complicated the songs are in that film until, you know, we were doing the sing along and people sing along with them. But they're much more difficult um, songs vocally and, mm-hmm. you know, just compositionally um, than like they are, for instance, in The Sound of Music. Right. The Sound of Music songs sit quite nicely in the middle of people's ranges. And exactly. Perhaps, yeah, the melodies are very easy to remember. Indeed. The yeah. lyrics also, perhaps. Right. Not that you need to remember the lyrics, because they're up there, they're up, up on there the screen. on the screen for you, which is perfect. Yes. Can you tell us how are how is the Sing Along Sound of Music distributed? There is a company called Singalonga, and they um, distribute the Sound of Music. Um, it flies all over the world. So it's one print of the film. Well, there used to be. They used to have. Um, they used to have several prints of the film, mm-hmm. and um, they were constantly being flown all over the world and shown so much that it that whittled down to the the last year we had the last remaining um, sing along film print, oh. and it didn't it wasn't looking very good. It was pretty scratched up just from use. And this year, for the first time, that it's actually um, they showed a digital. It's a digital print of the film, and it was so beautiful, uh-huh. really, really gorgeous. So and it had been completely redone. Oh, I see. Okay. And so now any any movie theater that acquires the, fil- the sing-along version of the film will see it in good... In this if they have a digital print, if they have, have, a, digital. have a digital projector. Oh, you know, I the see. The Castro has a really, you know, a nice digital projector, uh-huh. So, um, which I think is, you know, is the way that a lot of, you know, film is going into digital. In fact... I think that, um, you know, movie studios are now only making digital prints or soon they will be mm. only distributing digital prints. It's it's a lot more cost effective uh, than sending around giant film canisters. So sure. they send out a, a digital hard drive uh-huh. and you, you know, and you have a secret code and that's it. Okie doke. Do you know how a movie theater goes about acquiring the film? Do you simply write to sing along and say, can we broadcast it? Um, I imagine that would be the first step. And they, they, then that's the one, um, that's the one film that comes, they actually provide the, um, the bags, the, mm-hmm. the gift bags, the oh, little, the, the company, Sing Along provides. The Sing Along, they, well, yeah. you, you buy them, you purchase yeah. them uh-huh. from Sing Alonga and, and you, you have to purchase their gift bags for that film. For the other films that we do, we actually have, um, 
you know, we've been able to go ahead and, and figure out what we want to put in the gift bags and have that go along with our show. So you make your own gift bags for the, the other? Castro does, the yeah. Castro does. That's an the amazing Castro undertaking. Well, work. they it is. Well, you know, they hire like a party supply company. I mean, once uh-huh. we figure out what the items are, yeah. um, I mean, which is nice because then we can tailor our show. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot more leeway with that. It's so, it's that's nice. So at the end of the year, there's going to be the sing-along West Side Story. What's yeah. in the gift bag for the sing-along West Side Story? Um, well, it's funny because I just was at the theater last night and had a conversation with them about that. And there will be um, a mirror for I've, um, I Feel Pretty. Fantastic. And um, there will be a um, an inflatable like a police baton, um, <laughs> okay. which we've had before and people just go nuts. But that's like everyone's, you know, mm-hmm. favorite thing for Officer Krupke. Um, we've had party poppers in there before. I don't think that they're going to do that because it really does to make a mess. It makes a huge mess in the theater <laughs> with you know a thousand people, you know, letting party poppers go, and it just takes them a really long time to clean it up. All right. So, what can you tell us about the history of sing along movies, Laurie? They actually started the idea apparently came from some people in England who um, at an I don't know, like a retirement home mm-hmm. where they were looking for uh, something that would engage their residents. And they just put together a, um, they got a, you know, a, a videotape of seven brides for seven brothers. And then they printed out lyric sheets for the residents. And it was such a successful event and it really engaged their mm-hmm. residents that um, it must've, you know, it, it got some press and the um, people with the Gay and Lesbian Film Festival there found out about it and decided to take it one step further and they showed The Sound of Music. Hmm. And it was such a hugely popular event, a sing-along, mm-hmm. that it then um, moved, I think it moved to another theater where it still shows today. Mm-hmm. Like they show it every, I th- believe they show it every week or at least every month. In London? In, um, yes, in London, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, at a theater, and I mean, and that, that's been going on um, 10 years mm-hmm. that, that, you know, it's still, it's still a popular event there. Now there's a whole other strand of this. I feel like we should mention the Rocky Horror Picture Show oh, because right. people have been singing along to that film since 1977 when audiences first started dressing up as characters from the movie and singing the songs during late night screenings. Where does the Rocky Horror Picture Show fit into the sing-along universe, Laurie? Well, it's funny. I guess that's a, you know, that's a whole nother um, section of the, of it. Um, but one thing about Rocky horror is that you know the words are not on the screen but people don't need it you know I know when I was started going when I was in high school um, you know we just all had the record Mm -hmm. when we had records and um, you know memorized all the words before we went to the movie and um, you know it is interesting because a lot of the things that um, that we do at the even at the sound of music at the Little Mermaid it, it almost you know really does come from that you know the you know the different things with the props mm-hmm. and I mean the only difference is that at the Rocky Horror is more like DIY you know you're you're to yourself where you know you brought your own stuff you brought your toast you brought your rice you, you know whatever all the things you brought there's that, no uh, patented gift bag exactly exactly right. so um, you know for this we you know give you all the stuff sometimes people do bring their own things you know yeah. flashlights or whatever yeah. to do stuff but yeah well it's a different strand of of the culture I guess I mean Rocky Horror Picture Show is not 
really a family friendly movie. No. And I guess that whole tradition of singing along to that movie was more part of, I guess, the underground scene. Well, it's also a little bit more with Rocky Horror, it's a little bit more. Um, performance oriented too, where mm. people actually, you know, get up and stand in front of the screen and are dressed up as the characters and are acting out the mm. movie, um, you know, in front of everyone. Right. Where, you know, the sing-alongs tend to be, you know, it's a little bit more like, well, we're just all going to sit here and watch. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people do. I mean, it's amazing. People will get up and, you know, act out certain scenes, uh-huh. you know, in front of the film at, you know, at, at different sing-alongs. Uh-huh. But it's that's more of an exception than the yeah. norm for one of ours. Okay, well, let's listen to a hit track now from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Here's the time warp. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to... You're tuned into Voice Box. I'm Chloe Veltman. I'm in the studio tonight with Laurie Bushman, who hosts the wildly popular sing-along movie events at San Francisco's Castro Theatre. We just heard Time Warp from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, another very famous sing-along track. We've talked quite a bit about what makes The Sound of Music such a great sing-along film, Laurie. But what other movies out there make particularly good sing-along fodder, in your opinion? Well, of the ones that we've shown... Grease has been really, really popular. Um, that was a movie that people requested long before it was actually available as a sing-along movie. Mm-hmm. I think there were some issues around the um, rights to the to all the songs because so many different people wrote those songs in that movie. There's also Mamma Mia was really popular among you know people who love ABBA. Um, of the ones that we've done. Well, we have West Side Story coming up, which is a little bit different. You know, it's it's more of a serious mm-hmm. film. It's less um, for kids, but it's also it's wonderful to see it on the big screen, and it, it really is fun to sing along to. So, what is it about movies like Grease and Mamma Mia that people are responding to? I think there's some sense of familiarity mm-hmm. with those songs and with those films that. Where people come in, you know, they already know the melodies, they know the songs, they may not know all the words, but they don't need to because, Mm -hmm. as you said, the words are on the screen. So there's a, you know, a level of comfort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. Well, do you think that nostalgia plays a role in also inspiring people to attend and participate so fervently in these things? I think so. It's funny with Greece where... When I rewatched the film before we did our first sing-along with it, I was surprised because I hadn't seen it since I was quite young, and I didn't remember it being so adult, where they're, you know, they're smoking cigarettes all the time, mm-hmm. there's pregnant, teen pregnancy, all these things that, you know, that come up in the film. So when people started coming in with their kids... Mm. 
I was a little like, oh, they're in for a little bit of a surprise. Mm -hmm. I think that that was kind of common where people didn't exactly remember the movie. They had this nostalgic picture of it Mm -hmm. and they wanted to share it with their kids. And then they weren't... prepared for some of the questions that their kids were going to ask them after the movie. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I do believe that nostalgia definitely, I mean, the ABBA songs, people love those songs. It's, I think for that film, it's almost less about the movie exactly than it is just the songs that, you know, people like and they want to sing along to. Now, what about, what has the rise of karaoke done to help popularize the sing-along format, if anything? Well, I think people are more familiar with that format of Mm. seeing the words Mm -hmm. and and singing to it, uh, Mm. perhaps. And I think that karaoke in a... perhaps has taken it we were talking about um, people sitting around and singing Mm. with instruments Mm -hmm. in their homes Mm. and karaoke has stepped in a little bit and taken over for that right right. where people are perhaps do sit around in their homes and do karaoke or go out and do karaoke with a lot of asian families in particular it's a huge thing in the asian culture i hear in the states in particular all the families have karaoke machines and do karaoke karaoke together. Uh, I'm a big fan of karaoke myself. So um, perhaps it has given people a little bit more freedom or license for themselves to just go out and sing. Right. Well, let's hear a couple of tracks that inspire people to sing from Greece and Mamma Mia. Here's You're the One That I Want and Lay Your Love on Me. We don't have subtitles for you as we're a radio show, but feel free to sing along at home or in the car. We'll be doing just that over here. This is Voicebox with me, Chloe Veltman. If you miss an episode of Voicebox on the airwaves, don't worry. Download our free weekly podcasts on iTunes or on the Voicebox website. Sing-along cinema maven Laurie Bushman is in the studio with me for a chat about the wonderful world of sing-along movies, which have to be one of the most democratic and fun forms of vocal music performance in the world. Laurie, who gets to decide which movies will be made into sing-along versions? Well, the studios, really, because they have to provide a print. People always um, 
at the at the movies, people will often come up and ask me or give me ideas. Oh, this movie or that. Oh, you guys should do this. You guys should do Oklahoma. You should do Carousel. You should do, and as if I really have anything to do with it, but mm-hmm. I wish I did because mm-hmm. there's lots of movies that I would love to see be made into sing-alongs um, that I think could be very successful. But it def, it, you know, it's one of those things that has to come from up top, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know how it, commonly they approve these things or well, how many seems, new releases there are? It seems like Disney is the one studio that is the most um, active mm-hmm. in that way. They, they've released more and more of their films mm-hmm. in sing-along um, versions. Mm-hmm. So they, um, I believe they're coming out with a sing-along Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. That would be the newest mm-hmm. film that we haven't had yet. Yeah, that'll that will be very popular, I think. That we'll be having hopefully in the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't come out very often with new films, though. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen many new films. Yeah, I, I probably it's a probably a big problem with the negotiating the rights for stuff like exactly, that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if you could curate a sing-along film festival featuring any films in the history of cinema you like, what movies would you include oh. on your roster? All right. Do you have a little time? Well, I would Oliver, I think would be a wonderful sing-along. People love, you know, gorgeous songs, kids, adults, everything. Um also, Annie, oh, I yeah. think, would make a really good, a very popular sing-along. Personally, like, I love Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, I think, would be great. Um, I mean, almost any musical mm-hmm. would, you know, would be fun. Uh, but those I, those are my, my three top ones. Well, let's hear favorite tracks from Annie Oliver and Oklahoma now. And while we're listening, think about what film or films you'd most like to experience in sing-along format. Tweet your answer to us using the at voicebox underscore media handle. The most interesting answer will win a free pair of tickets to the sing-along West Side Story at the Castro Theatre in San Francisco on any date between December the 30th and January the 2nd. Once again, the Twitter handle for this competition is at voicebox underscore media. Here's It's the Hard Knock Life from Annie, Oliver's Food Glorious Food and the title track from Oklahoma. Yeah. 
come sweeping down the plain. And the waving wheat can sure smell sweet when the wind comes right behind the rain. Oklahoma, every night, my honey lamb and I sit alone and talk and watch a hawk making lazy circles in the sky. We know we belong to the land, and the land we belong to is grand. And when we say, This is Voicebox with me, Chloe Veltman. Voicebox is also available as a free weekly podcast. Listen to your favourite shows from the Voicebox series anytime, anywhere by searching for KALW Voicebox on iTunes. We just heard three favourite tracks from films that tonight's guest, Laurie Bushman, would most appreciate experiencing in sing-along format. First in the set was It's the Hard Knock Life from Annie, and then we heard Oliver's Food, Glorious Food, and finally the title track from Oklahoma. Don't forget to tweet us with your favourite films that you'd like to see turned into sing-along movies. And the best answers will win a pair of free tickets to the Castro Theatre's sing-along performances of West Side Story, which go from uh, the 30th of December to January the 2nd. We're offering one pair of free tickets to any of those performances. And once again, Voicebox's Twitter handle is at voicebox underscore media. That's at voicebox underscore media. Now, not all musical films make great sing-along films. Laurie, what makes a musical film particularly unsuitable for the sing-along format? Well, I think people need to be very familiar with the music, even though they have the words on the screen. It helps that they, you know, for instance, the sound of music that's in people's bodies and Mm -hmm. minds so strongly that the having the words helps but they already know the songs Mm. for instance when we had Evita sing along that was a a short run that was very difficult because people well it's all singing Mm -hmm. all singing people the few people who came started out really strong and then about 20 minutes into the film no one was singing because they were exhausted you mean exactly (laughs) and the two main songs and they also you know they they might not necessarily be familiar with all yeah. of the singing. They right. know the big songs, but not the, the whole movie. Yeah, because it's, a, it's movie. a through composed piece. Yes. It's almost it's like an opera. Exactly, almost, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So familiarity helps. That was also, I think, a little bit of a problem with Hairspray. We had Hairspray, mm-hmm. which is a very popular film, but it's relatively new, and people don't necessarily know the songs in that movie the way they know the songs in The Little Mermaid or The Sound of Music. Okay. Well, I thought we could listen to a couple of tracks from movies that might not make optimal sing-along experiences. First, we'll hear Madonna singing I'd Be Surprisingly Good For You from Evita. And finally, I thought we could sample Neil Patrick Harris with Brand New Day from Dr. Horrible's Sing-Along blog. Now, this is an interesting film because if you type sing-along into the Google search engine, invariably Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog will come up, but it's got nothing to do with sing-along movies. It's it's this 2008 little cult film um, that was filmed in Los Angeles, and uh, it's it's a love story about this guy called Dr. Horrible. And I know it has a really strong cult following, but I guess it hasn't developed the traction like something like a a Rocky Horror Picture Show yet at this point. Perhaps it's too early. But in any case, I think that uh, this would probably not make too popular a sing-along movie right now. 
I'm Chloe Veltman. I'm in the studio tonight with Laurie Bushman, who hosts the popular sing-along movie events at San Francisco's Castro Movie Theatre. We just played a couple of tracks from films that might not sell out in sing-along form. First was Madonna singing I'd Be Surprisingly Good For You from Evita. That introduction in particular is probably pretty hard to sing. You have to have you have to sing two different sets of words or, or decide whether you're going to be the Evita character or the... Uh, the guy. the guy, the politician, <laughs> whose name escapes me. And then we heard Neil Patrick Harris sing Brand New Day from Dr. Horrible's Sing Along Blog, a song with lots and lots of lyrics and quite monotonous, uh, but I suppose could have a small cult following in its own way. Laurie, how popular are sing along movies outside the United States? Any idea? Well, I know that they're quite popular in Australia, mm-hmm. in England, in. Um, Sweden, oh. Norway, I believe. A lot of the um, Northern European countries seem to have sing-alongs. It was hard for me to get much information because it was all in Swedish or Norwegian. So. <laughs> you mean you're not fluent in these languages? <laughs> no, I'm working on it, but not yet. Okay. But it seems most most those countries in now, European countries what about Indian culture Bollywood movies are packed with songs and um, there's also seems to be a very rich culture of people doing karaoke to these songs that appear in films what, what can you tell me about about the Bollywood film industry and sing-alongs well what I've read about is I haven't experienced because unfortunately I haven't been to India but it sounds fantastic that Many Bollywood films are made up of songs that are already popular in Indian culture. And so when people go, it might be quite a serious film and they watch the films and then a musical number comes up and everyone sings along because they already know the songs. They're Mm -hmm. already popular songs. They don't have the words on the screen, Mm -hmm. but everyone knows everyone sings along and maybe even dances. And then they sit back down and everyone is quiet and watches, you know, the rest of the film. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's play one popular Bollywood sing-along number now. Here's Geet Gata Huin Mine from the 1971 Hindi movie Lal Pathar. The track is written and performed by Kishore Kumar. (laughs) 
हूं मैं गीत गाता हूं मैं गुनगुनाता हूं मैं मैंने हंसने का वादा किया था कभी इसलिए अब सदा मुस्कुराता हूं मैं गीत गाता हूं मैं गुनगुनाता हूं मैं मैंने हंसने का वादा किया था I'm Chloe Veltman, your host on Voicebox. We're chatting about the sing-along movie universe this evening with Laurie Bushman, who hosts the sing-along events at San Francisco's Castro Theatre. We just heard a track from a famous Bollywood movie, Lal Pathar. The track was Gita Gata Huin Mine by Kishore Kumar. We're approaching the top of the hour, but I have one more question for you, Laurie, before we go. I've been to sing-alongs and gotten so involved that I've emerged with a sore throat and headache from singing at the top of my voice. How can people best prepare themselves for the sing-along experience from a vocal perspective so that they don't end up blowing out their pipes? Well, I would recommend tea or warm water with lemon as opposed to a Coca-Cola. And take it easy a little bit. It's easy to, it is easy to get uh, overexcited. Exactly, yeah. overexcited, lots of enthusiasm. But when it hurts, you just have to stop, Chloe, really. <laughs> All right, yeah. I shall remember Take it that. back a notch. Yeah, dial it back. <laughs> All right, I shall remember that for the future. Thank you for the great advice. Sure. Well, that's all we have time for on Voicebox this week. Thank you so much, Laurie, for being here tonight. Thanks for having me. To find out more about the Castro sing-along movie experiences, visit castrotheatre.com. Voicebox is an independently produced non-profit project recorded at the studios of KALW in San Francisco. Our series producer is Seth Samuel and the web editor is Victoria Lim. Voicebox needs your support. To find out how you can make a tax-deductible donation to keep us on the air, please visit our website at voicebox-media.org. Donating is safe, easy and tax-deductible through our online PayPal link. Check out our free weekly podcasts on iTunes and via voicebox-media.org and you can visit our homepage on the website to mull over and respond to the question of the week. We love to know what you think of us, so please friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and you can write to us anytime. Our email address is info at voicebox-media.org. I'll play us out with a very different kind of sing-along experience and the one we've been focusing on mostly tonight. Here's a snippet from a sing-along performance of the Alleluia Chorus from Handel's Messiah. It was recorded at the Oakland Temple in December 2010. Have a songful week. <laughs> 